Welcome to Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald. And this is episode 20, season two. And once again, I'm with the world's greatest host, Don. Hey, how are you? I like, I like, I like saying that. I really hey. do. I like saying that, Bob. <laughs> hey! <laughs> we want to thank all our podcast listeners for whatever social media you may be using today. Any questions and comments and concerns, as we always ask you, please send it via WhatsApp to 954-388-8780. Now, guess, guess what's, get what we have today. I know. He's a newbie. He's a newbie, though. I mean, I, I could have sworn I thought this guy would have been here maybe three or four times, but I our know, first right? timer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we want to we welcome you, my brother. Yay. Thank you. Brother. Brother. If they understand, you'll recognize your voice before you say your name. Yeah, well, it's, um, it's good to be here. It's a pleasure to be here to join this little crew here with your uh, banter each and every time <laughs> we have a deeper dive. Okay. Question. What, it sounds like it'd be your first and last. Okay. I got a quick question. Please say, please say. What concerns do people have, Joe? You never know. You never know. You really know. You really never know. You never know. You never know. We got to put the disclaimer say, in. You got to put that. Thank you very much. That's why she's the world's greatest co host. And by the way, we are talking to Elder <laughs> Mozart. It was that Porcina. Mm hmm. Welcome, brother. Actually, I should ask you more. Do you say Posena like your brother? Or do you so, say Posena? <laughs> Which so one do I, you I, use? Honestly, since he did his podcast, I mean, his, his <laughs> my testimony, I have been saying Porcena. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, would say, I would say Porcena because everybody knows. Everybody who knows me here at church. Right. Porcena. I don't say Porcena, but <laughs> Porcena today. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to mention what I said the first time I met your last and said your last name, but it's it's kind of similar, but it wouldn't have sounded right. If you, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we start, as always, let's get a word of prayer. Mm -hmm. Father God, we want to thank you for the Sabbath day. Mm -hmm. Lord, we want to thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. We are not worthy in any way, shape, or form. Lord, we want to thank you for the message today, the messenger. We want to thank you for just to verse that showed up in Plantation Day and the ones who watched online. Continue to bless them. Thank you for the podcast, the host, all that goes together to make things go for your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 All right, Brother Elder, why this title? Why this title? I think this title yes. is just you personified, to be honest. I just, when yeah. I saw this title, I thought Mozart Pathfinders. That's what <laughs> Pathfinders. That's <laughs> Mozart cleaning up and camping and this and that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. that's just you. And I suppose that's how the, you know, God inspired me with that title because I was thinking of all the work that we've been doing around the church. Mm. I've been thinking yeah. The fact that we have a new mission, we're trying yeah. to you know, implement our simple church. We're trying to do mm -hmm. connect, grow, serve, and go. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, we have to get to work. You know, yeah. this stuff is not going to just happen by itself. So there's so much to do there. So it just, I wanted to, I've always liked to come up with some kind of catchy title not you know traditional sermon title so mm -hmm. that just came to me you know some just a basic 
you know, it's not anything fancy. Mm -hmm. um, it's just uh, something that everybody understands and knows. And that's what I, that's the way I, I normally preach. Mm -hmm. It, it kind of like a, it kind of sounds like a little campaign a little bit there. <laughs> you know, sort of the sleeves there, bro. Mm -hmm. yeah, a so, little bit, a little bit. Okay, you know what? And, and I hear you because <laughs> when I was thinking, I'm like, you know, at the end of this, this sermon, uh, you know, people are going to walk around saying it's time to roll up your, your sleeves. Mm. Yeah. You know, maybe that could be uh, that could be, uh, you know, one of our sayings here in our plantation. When something needs to get done, it's time to roll up the sleeves. Mm. And That's true. I, I'm glad you clarified the vaccine because that was one of the things that someone mentioned. Uh oh, vaccine. Here we go. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he, he wow. clarified it. I'm glad he did. Wow. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, right. They were thinking, roll your sleeves up again? Yeah, again. <laughs> wow. No, sir. Not, never here. Never here. Right? I got it. Um, you mentioned four things about why people really don't roll their sleeves up. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of. The first one was laziness. Mm -hmm. uh, distraction of the social media, which is mm -hmm. great. Uh, the one that I know that really resonates when you're hurt by someone. And, yeah. How and do you get somebody is, to do to work yeah. within church yeah. when they have been hurt so bad? Yeah. Well, you know, that goes to the ever-present conversation about forgiveness mm. in our Christian mm. walk. And we know that the the process of forgiveness is so simple but so hard yeah it's like one of the hardest things but it's just the simplest thing the most simple thing about it is you know god said if you can't forgive then i can't forgive you yeah. Amen. <laughs> so if, if we want to make it to heaven um then that means that god we would want god to forgive us for what we've done but he can't forgive us if we are constantly holding on to stuff so forgiveness means it literally means you have to be willing to be vulnerable again mm -hmm. to the same thing mm -hmm. that hurt you. Yeah. That's true forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. Because if you say you forgive, but then you, you hold stuff back and you don't want to put yourself in that position anymore mm -hmm. because you don't want to be hurt, then you're not, you haven't truly forgiven. It means being vulnerable again. So when people have been hurt at church, then they're holding on to something and they're not going to be willing to roll up their sleeves again because yeah. they're, they're going to be hurt again or they're going to be worked to death again or they're going to have some kind of confrontation with someone because they don't work well with that person in a ministry but mm -hmm. you have to be I, willing to do that you know most I, I didn't mean to cut you off but I, you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the devil's advocate on this one um <laughs> it's easier said than done well, of That's course, said that. of because course. I've been to I've been through that, and I had to I had to examine myself first to understand why I got hurt, yeah, and then confront the person that did it mm -hmm. to re, to like I said, open wings all over again. It's mm -hmm. easier said than done, but I got through it, but yeah. it took some time. Yeah, of course, it's not it's not easy because nothing in life that's worthwhile is easy. We know that. Yeah. You know, staying healthy, it ain't easy. We know the concepts. It's very easy. Very the concepts are simple, mm -hmm. but it's hard. Mm -hmm. And of course, when it comes to matters of the heart, 
or you know emotions or feelings that's one of the worst ones so mm-hmm. no it's definitely not easy but it's something yeah. that you have to be willing to do mm-hmm. you got to roll up your sleeves mm-hmm. and be willing to confront your past hurt if you need to mm-hmm. so that you can be willing to be hurt again mm-hmm. it's you mm-hmm. have to be willing to be hurt again if you don't then that means you're holding on to stuff and there can't be true forgiveness there but, but let me ask you something. Doesn't that, I know Donna, I mean to finish it off, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to, doesn't that really affect the families to the deeper core? I'm sorry, doesn't that, affect, that. affect the family to the deeper core? Because we have a lot of that going on, the open wounds again, you know, mm-hmm. to try to forgive. And, and that just goes down into the family as a deeper wound. And that's why we can't get together and why we can't forgive like we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it does, because if you have to confront, that means that um, you haven't done so already. Mm. Because if you ask, if you think you've forgiven somebody or someone has forgiven you, but you're afraid to talk about that thing, mm. that means it was never dealt with to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah. Because when we ask God I, for when we ask God for forgiveness, we ask God for forgiveness for a specific thing that we did. Mm-hmm. And we're asking him to change our lives mm-hmm. and to help yeah. us not do it again. Mm-hmm. We don't just brazenly or just superficially say forgive for everything we've ever done. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we do that. But when we know that we've done something and we need God to forgive us, we, we, are, we go to specifics. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we have open to dealing with that and when you're talking to god i mean he's the one that's hurt mm. that's not true. us he's hurt but when we're talking inter relationships with family and friends if you are afraid to talk about it mm. then it's possible that there's not real forgiveness mm-hmm. there yeah you haven't thank you enough appreciate that thank you maybe you un- the sleeve but you didn't unroll it you didn't roll it up i like that i like that i like that (laughs) one of the things that i noticed you were very honest about is you talked about your own personal experience with rolling up sleeves in your family and the fact that you were working at another church and your family's at a different church wouldn't working at another church be construed as you are you are rolling up your sleeves you are actually getting to work because you are needed at this church to do whatever they need you to do whatever your responsibilities are you are rolling up your sleeves but your family is elsewhere how does someone i mean we have that kind of situation how does someone rectify that do you say okay i have to stop like you did and you came to plantation and you just did nothing for a year until you started working within the church or do you say, well, you know, that's important. Is that important? So family is more important than anything first. Mm-hmm. Mm. Before God's work, family is important. And I say that my personal opinion, because when Jesus Christ comes and, and, and they add, he asks us about our family, are we going to say, yeah, but I was doing all this other stuff. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So our ministry is at home first, and that's the constant struggle. When I mentioned, you know, sometimes we have to continuously be rolling up our sleeves, mm -hmm. either to find the balance between home and and ministry work. Mm -hmm. But when I was at I was at my previous church, you know, my wife, her role, she said, you know what, I'm not going to be in all these ministries. Although she was in in several ministries until she realized okay, I need to be there for my children because mm -hmm. he's always doing everything because he's yeah. an elder, he's a pathfinder, and now he's in, you know, the, the building fund and, and all of that stuff. And so at some point in time, I had to realize that I can't do this anymore this way because God wouldn't be happy because what does it profit me to be doing all this stuff at home, but my family might be lost. Or my mm. family doesn't know they don't know anything about me because they don't see me mm -hmm. so yeah if family life family home is in shambles whatever you do outside your home means nothing to me that's that's my opinion that's my thought i strongly believe that because you can't have unhappy people at home and think you're being productive out there and maybe you are but I don't think that's what God wants for us, mm -hmm. for us to serve him in all these capacities. But then we're leaving the people that he truly trusted us with, which is our spouses and our children. Yeah. Mm. So how do we find that balance? I mean, we, we talk every Sabbath and we say, okay, we got all these positions that we need to fill and blah, blah, blah. How do we find that balance to know that you can serve but don't overdo it. Well, that's the that's the eighty twenty rule. Because if there was if yeah. there if, they, if it was 30, 40, 50 percent of the people doing you know eighty percent of the ministry work, mm -hmm. then it would be so much easier yeah. to find the balance because everybody's not pulled in so many different ways and places. Okay, you're gonna have someone like me. I wouldn't be an elder and have to be responsible for pathfinders mm -hmm. and parking ministry. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> because yeah. the, the schedules <laughs> would be shared. Okay, uh, and you guys too with all the stuff that you do. Um, if there was, if that twenty percent increased by ten, it would be a great help. So finding the balance. Everybody does it differently, obviously. Some people can manage and juggle just fine. Others, others can't. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So everybody has to know for themselves what their tolerance level is mm -hmm. and what's the priority in your home. And then, you know, what you can do, what, what bandwidth you have left for the church, for the service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay, so the next thing I have to yeah. ask you is when we think about working within the church, we think about our different responsibilities that we have. Can we take on things that God doesn't even call us to do? Good question. <laughs> Good question. And your question, when you say can we, as in do we, are we able to or can we as in We just make that choice. We just make that choice and say, I'm going to do this, but God has not called you to do that. Well, I'm, I'm sure that it happens all the time, mm. but should we do that? I don't think we should. Mm. If we're doing things that God didn't call us to do, 
most likely we won't be successful in it. Amen. Number one. So if we think that we're good in a particular area and we, we've taken it over or we've volunteered to do it, but this is not where we, 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 um, we strive or we excel in, mm-hmm. it's possible that we won't be successful in it because that's not our area of giftedness. How do we actually choose the right things to go into? Because we're in church, it's a faith-based thing and we're, we're serving not for ourselves, for mm-hmm. our own pleasure, but we're serving because we want to serve God. Mm-hmm. He has to be part of that whole process, don't you think? I agree. I agree. So yeah. if, if we are interested in something, that could be great and maybe he, that's not what he wants for us. So that goes to our rolling up our sleeves and our, our devotional life. Mm-hmm. And our connection with God, mm-hmm. because we have to connect with God so that we can grow in him and grow with him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he will show us where we should serve mm-hmm. and he'll show us where we should go. Mm-hmm. Amen for that. Amen. Absolutely. You mentioned in your sermon, which I really liked what you said was about what people thought of plantation. Mm. And they said, so which prayer, it's kind of funny how you say it was identical answers in both services. Yeah. And I said prayer. I said prayer because I mean I I'll say that to anybody. We're mm-hmm. praying church. Mm-hmm. But then the others were with diversity. I forgot the other two. Yeah. No, other one. And then the main one was safe haven. Yep. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it was a safe haven? Why do you why do you why do you think people said that? Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing here. Right. You got to speak properly. (laughs) Yeah. Plantation has always been the church that accepts everybody, which is Mm -hmm. what we should do. Don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure I put the disclaimer in. (laughs) (laughs) We 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 are open to anybody and everybody who wants to come in and have an experience with God, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but what I've seen happen in the 10 years that I've been here is that, you know, people come in and they've been visitors for, you know, five, 10 years. Mm-hmm. They've mm-hmm. just been visiting, mm-hmm. you know, and you, so when you ask them, hey, I haven't seen you. Are you a member of the church? It's like, no, but I've been coming here for, for seven years. I'm like, seven years? I mean, why are you not a member? <laughs> yeah. For seven years, why wouldn't you be a member? Mm-hmm. And so we, it's a safe haven because as a, as a leadership plantation, I don't think we've found the right formula in engaging people who want to come in here to be safe or to get away. Mm. And that's been a lot, you know, people want to come and they want to just get this great worship experience, which is wonderful. Yeah. You know, it's good if you need to do that um, for a little bit and take a break. Understandable. You know, I've heard pastors all the time, pastors who preach all the time, they need to get blessed somehow. So they will go to a Sunday church mm. because they need to, to, to be recharged themselves. Mm. That's okay if you need to do that. But when you are in a, if you were coming for a safe haven a year, two, three, four, there's something wrong with that. 
And then that means that you're not really looking to engage anymore. You just want to just worship experience. And we're called to do more than that. Yeah. Because we, we're not called to just come to church and then go home, you know, just get a blessing on Saturday and go home. We're called to serve, you know. So people, other people serve in different places. So maybe they don't serve at church and they serve other places. But when it comes to plantation being seen as a safe haven, it's because we haven't figured out that formula to engage people when we've noticed that they've been here for more than a year. Yeah, well, let me, let me, let me put this in another way. Okay. You said safe haven. I'm, I'm coming to church. It's like, okay, I'm getting the experience in church, the praise and worship. Everybody's pleasant. The diversity is there. And now I can just blend in, like mm -hmm. really blend in. Mm -hmm. But I'm coming there because I want to be lazy. I come there because I got distracted on social media. I want to go there because I got hurt. I want to go there because the lack of responsibility. Mm. Think about that. I mean, that's not really pushing plantation where plantation needs to be, which is to connect, grow, serve, and go. Right. So what I'm saying is now you got two sides of that. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'm hoping that what I'm going to say is going to answer your question, Joe. Mm -hmm. Everybody is different. Everybody has their 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 ammo. Okay? Yeah. And my modus operandi is to be of service. That's my love yeah. language. Mm -hmm. That's what I do. And so when I did come here in 2010, I had several conversations with James, and he would always engage me. And he could see that I'm, I'm someone that always wants to get involved. And he said, okay, I, I'll wait. I'll wait. Mm -hmm. because he said, because this is not sustainable for you. My take <laughs> that whole year was wonderful. Mm. I got to re-engage with my family, with my wife. But I know deep down inside, I wouldn't be able to do that for long because I need yeah. to be engaged. I need to be active. I need to be serving. So I can't come to church you know, every Saturday and just worship and not be part of some ministry and serving and, you know, and doing all these things because it's not sustainable. So yeah. if you're, if we're all called to do the same thing, we all have different areas of giftedness, but we're all called to serve God, to preach the gospel, to tell people about him, right? That's our mission. Right. As believers of Christ, whether we're in the SDA church or somewhere else, mm -hmm. if you believe in Christ, our call is to tell other people about him because mm -hmm. of what we have received. Mm -hmm. And if we can come to church mm -hmm. and, and not do any of that, mm -hmm. if we were true Christians and trying to, or sort of to pick up that mantle of what we've been called to do, mm -hmm. it would not be sustainable for us to sit for years and just be in a safe haven we would have to want to get up we would have to want to do something to serve him do you think yeah. that the reason that some people do that is due to spiritually they're not mature enough to understand that concept probably probably mm -hmm. um it is a, a growing and learning process and if you're not there yet you can kind of see what it is though you can kind of see that you should want to reach for that goal and 
I mean, you may not be mature enough to understand that you need to go deeper with God and you need to connect more with God and grow with him. And that's what some of these, you know, small groups that I was talking about is supposed to be able to do for people like that. You know, small groups are supposed to be where you connect with people who are like-minded and then people that you can grow with and learn from. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to try to encourage that because we have a lot of small groups and we want people to engage with those small groups so that they can grow and see a need for them to serve. Mm. You had okay. said at, at the beginning of um, one of your services that uh, one of your, when you were preaching that we don't want to go back to the way that we were before the pandemic. What things do you think we need to change as a congregation coming out of the pandemic now? One of the, the weaknesses that the pandemic exposed our plantation is that we were not doing enough in the community that mm. we live in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's why we, we, we had the opportunity to engage in the food distribution mm. because we saw that opportunity to engage. Mm. Um, so what we had, had been doing was not, again, sustainable for us to accomplish the mission, mm. okay? Because we were more... Um, inward reaching mm-hmm. than outward reaching mm-hmm. and that's what the pandemic exposed the need to be out there because of the fact that there are so many people who are impacted impacted adversely by the pandemic mm-hmm. with job loss and, and mm-hmm. finances and and food mm-hmm. and shelter mm-hmm. we saw that need so as a church we need to develop ways i don't want to say programs because we're trying to get away from programs with right. single yeah. church right. yeah, a killer there. we need to develop ways for us to engage outwardly you know the the hope ministry and the the feeding ministry that the the, the um children ministry is doing in downtown fort lauderdale those are great but we need to figure out how to engage our community here that we're in because the homeless goes to miami and the feeding of the homeless goes to downtown Fort Lauderdale. So we don't have anything going on in plantation, plantation acres. We need to do that. So the pandemic exposed that we're not as outward reaching as we might've thought we were. Hmm. And we need to do that. But we need plans on deck. Do you think that we should have like, I know you said no programs, but do you think we should have programs like, for example, in the week, that cater for our community like AA or something of that kind of nature within the church building so that we can engage our community that's around the church. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think at some point in Plantation's history, they had... They did, they did. Yeah, they did. So we don't know what our community needs unless we engage with the community. And the first easiest way to engage is to get to the HOA meeting Mm. and hear what's going on. Mm. Maybe they see or think that something is happening in the area that's a concern that we can possibly help with. I don't know, know, but we're not gonna know if we don't talk to our community. We have been here for over 30 years and I don't know if we know 
who the president of the association is, how many homes are in the community mm-hmm. association. Mm-hmm. We don't know any of that. Mm-hmm. And we have opportunities to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you made a sad example that the church was burned down and we didn't need in contact like that. That would be kind of bad. That would be kind of be bad to be known that way if the mm-hmm. church actually burned down and yeah. no one really took the time to to go into the HOA to contact anybody and all the area is, oh, it's just a bunch of ash. And that's, yeah. that's I mean, pretty if much I, it. If I lived in this neighborhood and the church mm-hmm. burned down, and I'd probably be like, well, they didn't do anything for me. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. No, they, a shame. Not, they would not be missing anything mm-hmm. because we've done nothing for them. Mm-hmm. We've not engaged them. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah, the food, the food distribution did help. Uh, kind of put something on the map there. Yes. That did, that did help. That did help. We did. And, you know, we got, we got a lot of names, you know, from that. Yeah. You see, this is where the, um, you know, that 2080 or that 8020 rule again comes in, right? Because we have all these names, you know, and we mm-hmm. only have a small number of elders who've been engaged in reaching out to these. But if we had more people mm-hmm. reaching out, you know, then we would have, you know, then we could just invite more people to the church and they could see, they could know, they can understand, and we can engage in, in other, you know, continuing outward, outward stuff. So you got new, you got these people from the food distribution, we get them engaged and they know about small groups Then they have a small groups at their home and they invite people to their home. So, you know, it's a, as I said, that you know that reproducible cycle that we have as our vision statement. If mm-hmm. everybody was engaged, we would be making a great impact. Wow! Mm-hmm. I hear you. Wow! Very true. That's very true. Well, Don, Don, that's done. I said for me. I said for you. I said for you. Yeah, I got what I, I got. What I needed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don knows when I say that. I, <laughs> I got what, what I needed. You got what you needed. <laughs> Yeah, I got what I needed. <laughs> okay. So what do you think would be the plan going forward to not just to engage the community, but to engage our congregation to want to serve and to get involved within the church? Yeah. We have to have a strategy. So we have to have something that's concrete. So when we have a plan where they can sink their teeth into it and that we're excited about it, then that we can engage the congregation, but we can't engage the congregation just by saying, we need to do more stuff in the community. Okay, so what are you gonna do? Mm. That's the question they're gonna ask. So until we figure out what that what is, and not just figure out what that what is, we know what that what is. You know, lots of people have given lots of suggestions, you know, health fairs in the community um, or cooking classes here, in the, in the fellowship hall, this, you know, maybe a divorce class or, um, or some other support group. Those are all things, those are actionable items. Mm-hmm. Those are things that we can get the church excited about. Mm-hmm. We have to just, you know, strategize. You know, if people came to the business meetings, this is where church members find their voice. Yeah. and express their concerns yes. and opinions. The board, the, I mean, the business meeting is not just to go over the financial plan for the year. 
It's to, it's to talk about what is the church doing in the community? What is the church doing for our own membership? Where is the church going two, three, four, five, six, ten years from now? But when we don't have engagement, the members don't think that their voices are count, but it does. But you got to come to Do you think, what is your take on the fact that Pastor Joe is gone now? Do you think that would have an impact on our congregation? What kind of question is that, Don? It's a question, Mr. Mozart. <laughs> she has editing power. Watch that. <laughs> that needs to be stricken from the record. Why? Uh, I need to ask you that. You need to know, Kat, is the fact that we don't have a senior pastor now something that's going to impact us? I don't think it's going to impact us in the short run. Okay. Because we have mm-hmm. associate pastors mm-hmm. and we have seasoned elders mm-hmm. to help manage yes. the church okay. and to meet the needs, to meet the spiritual needs, the physical, emotional, whatever needs of the church. We mm-hmm. have the personnel mm-hmm. in house right now. Mm-hmm. So our, the, the loss of our senior pastor, Pastor Joe, should not have an effect in the short run. Okay. Now in the long run, Mm-hmm. It could because when you start thinking about projects, you know, that take a lot of planning and execution, then mm. the, there's a, well, you know, there's supposed to be a senior pastor coming. Mm. They may have a different idea, plan in mind. Mm. And, you know, that fear or that hesitation could prevent progress from happening. Okay. Yeah, setback. And the reason I ask that question is because we've had been in this situation before where we didn't have a senior pastor for so long before Pastor Joe came. And we had our one associate, but they couldn't, as you say, make those kind of decisions of this is what we're going to do. Right. They can make suggestions, but they can't say, you know, this is what you're going to do going forward. So that's why I was asking how it would impact. I think the length of time of not having a senior pastor would probably be the impactful thing, but hopefully this conference will, they're asking us a lot of questions. So hopefully they have um, an idea. Well, it's not just that. And let me just take this opportunity right now to say this to the listeners. First, please continue to pray mm-hmm. for that hope that God will be and the Holy spirit will lead as the board meets with um, Pastor Gervon Marsh, as Gervon Marsh meets with the executive committee at the conference level. And mm-hmm. members, if you have thoughts or ideas about the type of pastor that Plantation needs, shoot a text or make a phone call to one of the pastors, Pastor Jen or Pastor um, Kevin. Or yeah. Elder, okay. Mm-hmm. And if you even know the name of a pastor, mm-hmm. share that name too, because... The, we're, we're open to suggestions. It's, it is a strong possibility that our next senior pastor will not be from the Florida conference mm. hey. or even be yeah. in the state of Florida for that matter. Makes sense. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. It is a possibility. Yeah. So continue to pray for that process. But in the meantime, um, as Part of the, the leadership team, I know that we have everything we need to move forward. To move forward. 
There's nothing that would stand in our way from moving forward with our simple church process mm -hmm. to moving forward with implementing connect, grow, serve, and go mm -hmm. into our small groups and into everything else that we do at church. That should be the, the motivation behind everything we do. And mm -hmm. a right. you're coming in mm -hmm. is not going to scratch that right, because exactly. that's something that's already established. established. And the more established it becomes, um, well, the harder it would be for someone to come in and want to try to change that because yeah. it's something that's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. engage everybody, or everybody tries to engage with it. Right. That's true. Right. That's true. If some, that if one sense. of our listeners wanted to get involved in a small group that is currently going on, what would mm -hmm. you? How would they be able to do so? Well, I would definitely recommend that they reach out to one of the pastors, Pastor Jennifer or Pastor Kevin, mm -hmm. or the elders. Mm -hmm. uh, if you don't know who those elders are, you go to the plantation website. I don't. I think it's it's still up. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Personnel. They list the the leaders of the church, and you can reach out to them, mm -hmm. um, and we will help you. We'll direct. We'll list the names of some of the small groups that are around mm -hmm. and available. Um, and some of the small groups that you don't need an invitation to are Wednesday night meetings, mm -hmm. our daily prayer vigil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the maps. Have their daily prayer. Mm -hmm. The men have their maps at prayer. Uh, I mean, men at prayer and study. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, afternoon. So those small groups are open to anybody. Mm -hmm. And you can start engaging and connecting on those small groups. And then... You know, when you get to know people there, then you might be invited to another small group. Or That's you true. Your own small groups. All righty. Wow. <laughs> well, Alder, I really appreciate you taking the time out. I mean, you have to, you have to look of hunger, so I'm going to help you out. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know, man. I know you, bro. I was trying to do it before the podcast, but it didn't happen. So. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, if, you had, huh? if you had eaten before me, I would have had a problem. It's like, is yeah. this guy eating? Yeah. yeah. Like, that, yeah. And remember, yeah. I'm the host. Well, I want to thank you, man. With it, uh, thank you for being personal on, on, on your sermon about, you know, the taking time for your family because it really is important. Um, I, I saw a lot of myself in that when you were speaking the word. So thank you for mm -hmm. nailing and bringing it home. Um, mm -hmm. As we always do here, we asked our speaker to lead us out in a word of prayer. Mm -hmm. Would you do so, my brother? Mm -hmm. That's not what you guys do normally. Yes, it is. We do. Absolutely. Yes, we do. How many podcasts yes, have you listened to? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How many podcasts have you listened to? Hey, oh, exactly. you know my bad. I'm mixing up. My, my testimony is not my testimony. I apologize, Joe. No, re no uh, redaction here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> oh, understood. It's understood. <laughs> we'll give you a pass on this one. I, I don't mind. <laughs> I can do <laughs> it's okay, bro. Thank you. It has been a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on the show. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So, Heavenly Father, we 
I want to thank you once again, Lord, for the, the sermon, the, the words that you spoke to us today. Um, rolling up your sleeves is it's not an easy thing, Lord. And uh, as we learn, there are many things that can keep us from doing so. Yes. Lord, for, for our listeners today, may you remind them that uh, you're there, that you love them so much, that they should roll up their sleeves first and connect with you and to grow with you first and then to grow with their families. And then you will have so much for them to do in your mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. The ministry becomes, I mean, it begins at home first. Mm -hmm. So Lord, we just are so grateful for your love. We're grateful for the ministry that we have and for the mandate you gave us to go out, mm. preach, telling everyone all about you, what you have done and, and, uh, and the loving and saving grace that you have for each and every person that you died for. We thank you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. As you always, my brother, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day with your family. Yep. And I will I thank have, you. But I have a couple of birthdays. Yeah, you sure yeah, do. Did you, do. Did you see them? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we got Navin, May 13th. Navin. Yeah. And Navin. Zadie. Yeah. Navin. And Zadie Allen. She was May 14th. Zadie. Zadie. Yep. Oh, Zadie. Sorry, yeah. Zadie. Yes. Zadie. And then we got uh -huh. Addie. She's coming up May 19th. What? Yeah. Uh, she she wore a big one. She wore a big is, one. I, I can see it. And it's a big one. This is going to be broadcasted mm -hmm. on Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. So, yeah. Happy yeah, birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah. Happy birthday, and, Addie. And the last one is Rochelle. Um, that's um Christina's mom. She's May 21st. Oh, May 21st. Okay. Yeah. Right, May babies. Okay. Understood. Understood. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, like I said, I want to thank all our podcast listeners for taking the time out mm -hmm. to really listen to the, get the word and whatever they get out of this message. Mm -hmm. uh, let you be blessed. And once again, uh, like Brother Mozart said, it is a mandate to roll our sleeves up. Mm -hmm. This is, we, we can't lazy our way to heaven. Yeah. You know, when that time comes, we shall be. We really shall reap for eternity. So I want to thank you for that. Brother Mozart, uh, say, oh, definitely, but say that again. It's not just faith, it works. Say that again. Oh, you got that right. That's right. Thank you. Don, as always, I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Bye, guys. And I thank all our podcast listeners once again. Okay, have a great day. Bye.